Hello everyone and welcome back or welcome to the Human Condition podcast. First of all, I'd like to say happy new year. It's 2021. I've been reflecting the past few days on 2020, the year that many of us would probably like to forget. And I know that not all of us face the same situation, but many people in the world had to deal with the direct consequences of the turmoil that 2020 was. Many people lost members of their family or friends to the pandemic. Many people lost their jobs and their regular income. Many people suffered from the loneliness of isolation and lockdowns. We were politically in a bad place. And I thought just the general vibe that 2020 was giving off was Kafkaesque. So I want to talk about this human condition today that was surfaced by the circumstances of this year. And that's the condition of Kafkaesque. This word could mean different things. Some people take it as a disorienting feeling in an Orwellian maze of bureaucracy where nothing is quite clear, no one person knows really what's happening, and the state or the government seems to be imposing its will on you. Whereas some others think of it as something more, something that symbolizes the human condition. I think Kafka the person because of whom we get the word kafkaesque and we'll talk about him in just a minute but i think he recognizes that all these bureaucracies and institutions we have are made by us humans and therefore are derivative of human consciousness the faults and abuse of power within these systems arise because of us humans operating at our primitive levels and it's our shortcomings that we see manifest into these pathological elements within society i'm going to talk about the word kafkaesque and what it signifies but i think i should introduce you to the man whose literature brought upon this word and that man is the german writer franz kafka perhaps some of you may have read his works and some of you may have even had to study his works in high school which i know for instance is the case for students in germany Kafka really was an extraordinary man but he didn't lead an extraordinary life or didn't have any sort of recognition at least when he was alive Kafka was born into a German speaking Jewish family in Prague he was the eldest of six children two of whom died in infancy and the rest in concentration camps during the world war 2 he had a complicated relationship with his father and i think that's relevant to his literature and his writing He looked at him as an authoritative figure, always seeking for his approval and never really feeling adequate or accepted by his tyrant father. He distinctly remembers a time when he asked his father for a glass of water and his father storms Kafka out of the room holding his hand and made him stand outside the house in the freezing cold for the entire night. Kafka even remembers having nightmares of this exact incident repeating itself and lived in constant fear of his father. complying with his father's wishes and not pursuing his own interests kafka led a very ordinary life working as an insurance officer he only wrote his books in his spare time like i said kafka was never recognized for his work when he was alive in fact he never published anything when he was alive and died a despairing life accompanied by clinical depression and ending due to tuberculosis he even told one of his only friends max broad to throw away all his works and to never publish them fortunately for the world this did not happen 
and after Kafka's death, his work is now recognized as one of 20th century's greatest literary achievements. If you have read his works, you may have noticed that a common theme in his writing is to point out man's complicity in his own suffering. It sounds a bit like Dostoevsky in that it expresses the sentiment of pessimism here and there, but overall, he was just a great writer at expressing the human character by making the reader hold a mirror to himself, by making the reader look into the deeper aspects of his soul. And that's what a great writer does. They don't merely inform you, but make you think and reflect. So let me get back to Kafkaesque and what I think Kafkaesque is and why I think the year 2020 expresses this human condition. In early March of 2020, as we all know, the pandemic began to gain momentum, many people were dying at an alarming rate, and countries realized that the situation is not under control and that they had to do something about it. Many countries closed their borders, airlines were shut off, leaving a lot of people stranded in different parts of the world. This was a recipe for bureaucratic nightmares. Many governmental organizations came to a standstill and for quite a while, no one knew what exactly was happening around them. I remember particularly one situation in India at the beginning of the pandemic when many of the daily wage workers had to go back to their hometowns from the big cities because there was no work available to them and to add to their misery, many states shut off their transportation, leaving them utterly stranded. I remember reading about many people walking hundreds of kilometers along the highways with their families and little kids, with all their belongings, looking imploringly at someone, anyone, to provide them assurance about their safety and shelter. A lot of them, and a lot of us, were scared and the uncertainty around the whole thing only added up to the devastation. People felt the strangeness of the whole thing and the absurdity weighed them down and they felt overpowered. This right here, this mixture of seemingly improbable mixture of feelings is what is usually described as Kafkaesque, at least as I see it. It's a feeling of being lost in this world and isolated, feeling alienated from the world, feeling overpowered by some seemingly invisible force, in often cases by the government and the systems we have in place, and feeling clueless about what to do and on top of all this, you feel guilty and angry at yourself for finding yourself in this position, even though you haven't done anything terribly wrong. You had no malevolent intentions, yet here you are, thrown into this whirlwind that you didn't ask for, and you just want the absurdity of it all to end. That's the concoction for Kafkaesque. It's derived from the works of Franz Kafka, especially works such as The Trial, The Metamorphosis, and The Penal Colony. There are other well-known and amazing works of his, but I think these are enough to understand the nature of Kafkaesque. In his works containing the essence of Kafkaesque, the protagonist is often stuck in a bureaucratic nightmare which seems inescapable and often ends in tragedy with him taking no malicious part in it. In his work The Trial, the protagonist Mr. Joseph K or Joseph K wakes up one day on his 30th birthday in fact 
and is met by two policemen who tell him he's under arrest. But Mr. K is just a clerk in a bank and he doesn't know what he's done wrong. And the policemen don't tell him what he's done wrong. They interrogate him for a few minutes and give him a date for his hearing. They don't give him a time, just a date. Mr. K gets understandably frustrated by this whole thing and goes on a lambasting rant in front of the judge in the courtroom. The judge basically says, fuck you and your conduct. You can't behave like that in a courtroom. And from now on, you won't be getting any of the usual benefits of the trial. So Mr. K's world of absurdity begins at this point, And he goes through a series of stupid convoluted mazes from then on, trying to prove himself innocent for some wrong that he doesn't know he committed. And neither do anyone on the other side of the trial tell him. He tries to dodge his way through these ridiculous, extreme, bureaucratic processes to try and clear himself of the charges. He convinces himself that there's got to be a way out of this situation and that he just doesn't see it. He ends up in a series of self-perpetuating processes which ultimately all ends up being futile. You really have to read the book to get the entire plot and also just to understand the surrealistic way of Kafka's writing. He also has a very unique, witty, surreal humor as well, which adds up really positively to the absurdity that's going on in his character's life. Now, Mr. K's situation is very Kafka-esque in the sense that he experiences all of these ingredients that we discussed earlier, which make up the recipe of Kafkaesque. He feels alienated, overpowered, controlled, helpless, stuck and just overwhelmed by the absurdity of it all. In the end, on his 31st birthday, Mr. K is taken into an alley by two men and executed by stabbing him to death, which he accepts without being too dejected because he kind of wanted the whole thing to end. And his last words are like a dog. And look at the people on the other side of the story of Mr. K here, right? People working in these systems and governments and being complicit with what's being told to them and just performing their jobs mindlessly without much shrewdness. This is also a theme in Kafka's writing because he knows all too well how people work in these organizations because he's worked there for most of his life as an insurance officer. And he's seen how these people are, how clueless they are of what's going on around them and how they become this mindless, disenfranchised entity who define themselves and identify themselves as the thing that has to attend their job at the office in the morning. This complicity of man could actually lead to some pathological elements in our society. I want to go off on a little tangent here, but I think it's relevant. After the World War II ended, Several Nazis were captured and went through the well-known Nuremberg trials. And one of them was Adolf Eichmann. He was in charge of the logistical stuff and his job was basically to allocate the captured Jewish people to different concentration camps where many would ultimately die. People called him the desk murderer because he didn't really go out there shooting people but still was responsible for millions of deaths just by sitting at his desk and writing names and numbers on a piece of paper without the slightest bit of compassion. This man was captured in Argentina and eventually executed for his crimes against humanity. But he wasn't some evil genius who was filled with rage and contempt towards people. 
he was a normal guy who said he was only following orders and being complicit. Hannah Arendt talks about this in her work Eichmann in Jerusalem and points out what she calls the banality of evil in this, meaning that evil doesn't take monstrous men to commit these genocidal crimes. It is in fact very banal. It could be done by someone as ordinary as Eichmann. She points out that being complicit in the system of bureaucracy that we created can lead to humans becoming what she calls an economic man, people becoming a cog in an economic machine, which could very easily dehumanize people. People become alienated, stranded without a purposeful identity. This is what Kafka is also talking about. These people on the other side of Mr. K's story in the trial, they're not evil people. They don't really know what's going on. They follow orders. They do what their superiors want them to do because they want a promotion. They're complicit in their action, even if it means putting an innocent person to death. So, anyway, let's get off the tangent and look at the Kafkaesque in The Metamorphosis, probably Kafka's most famous work. This work of Franz Kafka tells us the story of Gregor Samsa, a traveling salesman who wakes up one morning transformed as a bug and from then on, his whole life is turned upside down from the absurdity of it all. Surprisingly, his first worry is that he is going to be late for work because he doesn't want to lose his job. His entire family is dependent on him because he is the breadwinner of the house. So here's this man, literally stripped off of his humanity by turning into an insect, clearly personifying the dehumanization of someone, right? And he's worried about his job at the office. And mind you, this is many of us. We are also to some extent dehumanized by the systems in place that we cannot seem to escape. Because think about the many times we pursue something that's less meaningful rather than something purposeful to us that makes us human. Just because we have some certain systems in place and certain doctrines we follow and we adhere to being a part of a cog in this wheel that spins on and on and on. Gregor Samsa sees his worth as solely defined by his job, as I'm sure a lot of people in this world do. The only difference is that Gregor Samsa ends up in an inescapable situation where he clearly confronts his dehumanizing self. We, on the other hand, fail to recognize the dehumanizing aspects of ourselves that are partly brought on by the many systems we have in place, bureaucratic, economic, political, and so on. And I'm not saying we ought to be doing something different. I'm not making a call for radical transformation, a restructuring of our systems. That would, of course, be nice, but I'm merely pointing out the dark side of what it means to be human, the price we pay for it, especially in this modern world. Like I said, I think Kafkaesque goes beyond the bureaucratic nightmare, and that's something presented particularly well in The Metamorphosis. It's basically a more poignant depiction of a certain kind of struggle in life. Surprisingly, it is not all too unfamiliar to many people. We all live a life where we weren't asked to be born. We were thrown into this world and left to deal with its experiences and consequences. Ultimately, no one really knows what's going on, or why we are here, or what the purpose of life is. Really, no one knows. In a way, this resembles the story of 
many of Kafka's protagonists who face situations where even though they haven't done anything with malevolent intentions, with any malice and forethought, they still face circumstances that lead to tragedy. I'm not implying that we're all doomed to a tragic end, but you can see that Kafka surely did think that rather than accept the absurdity and live with the burden of the Kafkaesque, his protagonists accepted their fate to die a lonely and purposeless death. You can see that in the Metamorphosis, where Gregor Samsa overhears his family planning about his death and talking about his worthlessness to them because he can't provide for the family anymore. He eventually accepts his fate to die of loneliness and starvation. Certainly the year 2020 presented the world with an opportunity to manifest the Kafkaesque and it revealed the underlying problems that we need to address as a society to deal with this human condition. Clearly, we need to be doing better. In times of distress, it should be love rather than hate that's got to be the superior driving force. Compassion towards others and towards ourselves and even understanding the aspects of our own humanity can help us steer away from becoming dehumanized and disenfranchised from the world. Thank you for listening. Peace and love.